This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, there's only one boss of this baby, and that is Dominic Toretto. We're breaking down the latest box office numbers next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. This, of course, as always, is a show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to... I almost want the chat room to figure out a way to have them, like... Like, we need to do, like, Jack FM, like, call in a bunch of times. Oh, Oh, guys, would you do that if we, like, had an answering machine? (laughs) (laughs) And And you all say prognosticate, and then we'll play it. And then we'll play it all together, yep. We'll make a little melody. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yes, we prognosticate about the box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And then I rock an Electro Threads t-shirt. And uh, if you go put in the code K-Lane, uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, just K-Lane, you get 20% off. I was like, I can't remember. I didn't think it was K-Lane 20, but it's just K-Lane. Oh, I mean. 20% off. And I did a photo shoot with my friend today uh, showing off some of those clothes. So stay tuned for that. Can you hook me up with 25? I'll see what I can do. All right. Okay. That's a cool looking yeah. shirt. Thanks. Yeah. This one, yeah, no, this one is like it's like a stag on fire, and I wore it to um, Panic at the Disco in Vegas. So I was like, yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I haven't worn this after Buzz yet. I'm gonna wear it. Look at that! Uh, and as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and if you're watching the show even after it's over, feel free to comment. Where do they do? You guys, comment down below. And right. uh, I like somebody in the chat. I know you wrote it. Multiplayer gamer guy wrote prognosticate with an exclamation point. I Boom. like it. Love it, love it, love it. And, of course, the last person that rounds out this delightful show is the person that makes us make sure that we sound and look well. He does his best that he can do with me. Carrie, as always, is looking fantastic oh, and sounding fantastic. I dressed up for you, too. You know, I kind of look good. I look good You always show. look great. Come on, get out of here. Uh, we have Neil in the booth. Hey, what's going on, guys? Neil, where can they find you, sir? Uh, they can find me at TheNeilPlumley, T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Oh, my gosh. Why? Because you're awesome. Well, that's one. That's one reason, yeah. <laughs> so yes, and of course, folks, we'll have the chat up and running. Neil's pulled it up here, so feel free to chime in about anything movie-related or about this particular weekend's box office. And we're going to jump right into it. Whoop whoop! Look at that. Let's do it. That's right. I surprisingly number one again. I mean, I guess you guys didn't think it was going to happen, but I mean, squeak by, just barely hung on to number one. <laughs> the fate of the furious. Oh yeah. Another, it uh, burned some rubber on that. Ah uh, yes. Tokyo drifted. Tokyo drifted back. Yeah, in, just saying. Back in number one in spot. Yeah, uh, thirty-eight point six million. 
that's still pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Their movies are opening with that number, so we're like, yeah, all right. Have you seen it yet? No, I was watching number seven today, and then I went to my photo shoot, so I didn't finish. Because I was like, oh, I need to finish seven, because I've seen one through six, but the box set I have is one through six. It didn't include seven, because seven wasn't out yet, so. How far did I you know. get? How far did you get in seven? Uh, they are, they get to the base, and they're going over the plan. Gotcha. Okay. But I was liking it so far. It's, it's one of those, I, I mean, I'm guessing, but I'm probably right, um, is that the thing with the Fa- Fast and Furious series is you know exactly what you're getting generally. They just keep upping the ante of doing crazier and crazier things. Like, they got to a part, I'm like, oh, here's the montage where they break down the plan, and here's the team. But you like it because then you're expecting that again. You yes. know? So you're like, all right, this is that moment. I'm waiting for it. But yeah, so anyway. Um, Fast, yeah, Fast and Furious still killing it? Yes. Oh, see, they say you look good too, Frank. Oh, please, guys, guys that's not sweet. true. That is not oh, true, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. those kind lies. Um, thanks about my hair. This was, I did that earlier of like changing up for the photo shoot, and I braided and I didn't even look, and I'm like, here, I can keep it this way. Good. Well, Where for my this. show? See how talented you are right there. Don't even look in a mirror. Yeah. Well, I used my braiding. car window a little bit. I was in downtown LA. I was a little sketch towards the end of the evening. Weird people <laughs> hanging out there. But Just watching you braid it, your hair? No. Well, nobody was there until like the end. But then there's people, they park their car and they just start walking somewhere and you're like, where are they going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Close to the arts, uh, arts district? Uh, no, mm, no, not really. No, all right. No, yeah, I have Off no 7th idea Street. Ooh, but yes. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but yeah, I was liking Seven. Do, do you see it yet? Did we talk about that? I did. I've seen them okay. all. So yes. Do you feel they continue the, it's the same general vibe formula, yes. but, yeah, but change I like it up a little bit? This one was just, it was... It was good, but not great for me. Mm, mm -hmm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so, and speaking of that, I guess we can just jump over and kind of talk about like uh, something that was in the news yesterday, oh, okay. or even the day before, was that they're thinking about doing a spinoff that would take place between and shoot between now and Fast 9 coming out. And that would be a spinoff with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham's characters. That could be interesting. Yes, uh, in the film. And uh, that'd be interesting because I had heard. Well, there's been many much press, uh, not so much about Jason Statham, but certainly with Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel not really seeing eye to eye on terms of the sets. Oh. So, yeah, just because Vin's all about like, hey, Lucy Goosey, we're family, you know, yes, whatever right, we do. Yeah, yeah. And I did hear that. Dwayne's all about let's go, let's go, let's go, and so that's always been a source of friction. Two people in chat are pointing out that maybe Jason, uh, that um, Jason Bourne joining the franchise. <laughs> I, I think you mean more just the actor, not the character. Matt Damon? Yeah. Well, heck, why That'd not? That'd be interesting. Let's do it. I, if Matt Damon wanted to even if it was Jason Bourne, if you want Jason Bourne to come into the Fast and Furious universe, I'm I'm all down for that. That'd be why, so cool. Why uh, why stop there? Let's get let's get uh, George Clooney and the rest of the uh, of the eleven and get, uh, get Ocean's Party in the group too. Right? They can well they do a heist with the Fast group, so you know it's all good. They got the dry, they got the cars. Um, a couple of people are talking about how that the drop is pretty far. It's a sixty percent drop, which is. 
Uh, it is, but it isn't. We've seen generally we predict when we do it, we do about 50. True. So if it's 40, we're like, all right. And then if it's 60, it's still like, mm. if it was a 70, 80% drop, then we would be like, oh, that's a big drop. Yeah. And again, this is just the domestic side. Internationally, it's crushing. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's uh, as we get into it, I mean, it's it's heading over $900 million globally right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is in by, in by no means uh, a disappointment. Domestically, you know, it's probably dropped off a little bit quicker than the other films have. Still number one. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's tough coming off after yeah. after number seven, given the situations that they had to do with Paul Walker's character mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That is going to bring more people into the seats because you're kind of invested in like how they're going to wrap this all up with Paul Walker's last performance. Right. <clears throat> Actually, that was um, in seven when first uh, Dwayne and uh, Jason are fighting. I'm like, it's the transporter. <laughs> 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 this is our, I'm like, this is an awesome fight scene. That- I feel like that is one of my favorite fight scenes in all the films is that one right there between the two of them you know they did some interesting camera work that i yes. was like i'm undecided on how much i love it because i liked it but it because it was crazy of like the chair fell over and the camera went with it but you're like that's kind of cool to change it up it's weird but i think it's good choice i like that and they i think they, they try that same kind of shot Do again later, later okay. on the film it's a, it's a much less of a success Ooh, okay. i thought it really worked well gotcha. between the, uh, the rock and jason's fight i mm-hmm. thought that was really good uh, but I mean, I would. Would you be interested in wanting to see if they decided to branch them spin off and off? spin them off into their own film? It could be interesting. I'd be down for it for sure. I mean, I mean, essentially, you could almost say Tokyo Drift is a spinoff, almost. Yeah. Which is also interesting rewatching it that that doesn't really fit in the regular timeline of where it came out because technically it's later, but it was filmed earlier. Yes, uh, which, which is interesting. No, it's still it's not bad actually. In rewatching, thinking about number two is the one of the weaker links. I feel. Um, I didn't like the direction much. It just kind of was like, eh, and the fighting was kind of, eh. Um, it just didn't feel with the same vibe. And Tokyo Drift, you could argue it's different, but I'm like, well, it's just totally different. So then it's hard to make the same arguments, you know? Although it's there not were, the same people. There was some nice kind of back and forth between uh, Tyrese and Paul Walker, though. Right. But, of characters, but still, it's not... It just felt like a different kind of movie for number two. If you watch number one, then go to number two, you're like, hmm... Why do we change? True. But yeah. I think what's smart about, well, one, Vin wasn't coming back for it. So that's another reason why it's got to change. So yeah. he's all like, ah, I'm, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe I'm not. I guess I'm coming back. Yep. Uh, but, but I thought that was the smartest thing that uh, like Chris Morgan, who took over writing with three, took you adrift and mm-hmm. kind of wrote some from then on. It's just that everything counts. Yeah. And the idea that you're bringing everything in along the way. And then it, by seven, it pulls that back in together more. So then that's cool. I like that as well. Because it's creating the universe. And then it's like, here, how these are all connected. I wish, though, that because it is rough and uh, seven when they go back and they flash back to Tokyo Drift because you're setting back up Lucas Black's character from the end of that film. I was like, are we going to see him more? And then you do see him more. But you notice, I mean, there's a, a big jump in his age between mm. those two scenes. And you're like, ah, ee, what happened to him? Just in that- Is that when he's like talking at the railing at the point? Yes. I didn't actually. I was looking, but I was like, I mean, whatever. I almost wish they would have like reshot those scenes just with him, so it didn't look so oh. quite different. Well, she would look different too. But you could, I would have shot her around so you didn't see her. Oh, okay. maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, but still, I, I would be. Oh, cool hey, Greg in the chat says we don't talk about Tokyo Drift. It's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. It's just a different vibe than the other ones, but yes. it fits with the set. 
No, and I was I was always hoping that they were going to bring Lucas Black in more than what they did for number seven. They should have. I would like more. to see. I haven't gotten to his character yet in seven, but I, was really I feel like, they should more. Given what happened with Paul Walker, maybe they bring Lewis Black. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Black in for not Lewis Black. You bring <laughs> Lewis Black in too. Why not? He's bring him in there. <laughs> He's just ranting and raving yeah. the whole time. What is going on? Uh, so yeah, that's our big hot and fast mm. and furious discussion for this episode. Yes. Uh, coming in number two, the Boss Baby still going strong. Uh, $12.75 million. Now, see, that one only had a 20% drop, which isn't that much, but family film. Yeah. It's still doing well. No, and, and I mean, if you compare that to the Smurfs, uh, the Smurfs is, has been dropping and dropping and dropping, but the Boss yeah. Baby still got it. Yep. Uh, number three, Beauty and the Beast. Another $9.973 million. A little 27.2% drop. Yeah, that one's still holding on, even though it's been out a while, too. I think, you know, like, I think so many films were scared about Fast and Furious that, I mean... There's, oh, they held there back. Has, yeah, there's not been a lot of good films sure, coming out sure. since then. Uh, even, this, even this week's stuff is, you know, not that great. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, number four, Born in China. Hey, that didn't... It made the top five. It did It did better than I thought it was going to do, comparatively yeah, to what we were betting on for a box yeah. office bet. Oh, hashtag justice for Han. Yes, I like it. Good hashtag. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there, I'm, without any spoilers I there. I met him, actually. Really? At the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival last year, he was in a film. Did you say, very wait, cool you're dude. supposed to be dead? No. No, you didn't say that? Because movies are real. He's actually a really tall dude, too. Not that I that? thought he was short, but I was like, you're much bigger than I expected of, like, hi, nice to meet you. Did you say that? No. No, Carrie. No. <laughs> wow, you're tall. No. Well, and then I got heels on too, so you're always surprised when you meet people on the red carpet. I do hosting at red carpet too, guys. So if you like red carpets, she's a she's um, a multifaceted woman. That actually starts next week. Is it Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival? If you guys are in Los Angeles, oh nice! Mm-hmm. You'll be hosting it then. I will be doing red carpet for After Buzz. Yes. Look at you. Next week, so I might be gone on Sunday. Maybe. I know. Oh, I know. Dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I cannot believe Ready, this. Frank. I don't think so, Carrie. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Born in China came in number four, $5.1 million. And rounding out the top five, which surprisingly, uh, I was surprised that Born in China did a little bit better, uh, Going in Style, the Zach Braff-directed film from Warner Brothers, just a hair over $5 million. I, it's not in the top five anymore, but I did see Ghost in the Shell. What did you think? I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, visuals, great. And then from some, I didn't, I'm sorry guys, didn't get around to finishing the show, but I did watch both the movies. Um, the, it's very smart. What they did is they changed a lot of things from the films, but it was cool because they made it make sense within their world that they created. So they shifted how some things happened from the original films. So I was like, okay, that's different that you changed it, but they made it work within their story. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, you're always going to have the argument on casting that I'm not going to go into that too much. But, I mean, technically, it's a false body, so it's not really her. So I still make that argument that I'm like, well, technically, it's not the body. And it's not a body she chose. Mm-hmm. It's a very different argument, too. It would be different if she goes, this is what I want to look like. Um, I do agree that there were some arguments somebody made then that she should have kind of semi, um, like a disembodied feeling of like looking at herself and going, mm, this doesn't feel what I should look like, that I'm like, okay, that could be there. Um, so that was an argument. I'm like, you could have played that angle with her not being cast as Asian. And, 
yeah, again, really cool visuals, but I didn't feel it really... It wasn't amazing, but I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, would you want to see another film in that universe? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I'm okay with the original material. It's like, just it was kind of cool though how they tried to make it live action though for some of that because there were other bits or there were things that they incorporated from. There's a thing in the second movie. So when the geisha is like getting shot at the um. That, like, tea ceremony dinner thing, scene, um, the, it's like, help me. And there's something really cool with that in the second film that they don't touch upon that at all in the live-action movie. Mm. That I'm like, oh, that would have been cool if you brought that storyline in. But they don't. So that was weird. Um, yeah. All People right. in the chat room are a little bit like, oh, <laughs> I know. But, yeah, it's cool action and cool visuals. But they, I don't think they're going to make a sequel to how poorly that one did. And, no. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, there are very, 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 very few live-action anime that actually look good. But if you guys are fans of Full Metal Alchemist, they are making, uh, J- Japan's making a full-out Metal Alchemist movie, and it looks really good. And oh, I, I never saw the Death Note film. How did that go? I, I've seen the Japanese Death Note movies, and I really did like those, though. So those were cool. That one, they did an excellent job of casting, because it's like, you need to pick someone who looks like the character, and they did. So oh, nice. that was cool. Like, there's a character, L. And uh, if you guys haven't watched Death Note, it's actually a really good anime series. I haven't read it. But um, so this guy, he's just really bizarre. And he holds things weird. Like he's holding like a phone like this. <laughs> if you guys are listening, it's like he holds it between his first finger and thumb and like fingers up in the air. And it's just weird. And like, and that person really captured the mannerisms of this cartoon character. So you're like, that's really cool. Though I did hear Attack on Titan live action was horrible i didn't get to that one i know the second season the anime just started on cartoon network there this past weekend yeah i haven't watched um the season two for attack on titan but i'm really excited because i was reading that i will say that for death note i I never thought i'd see a cartoon make looking like writing a notebook look so awesome and exciting attack on titan no um death note death oh you should yes it uh they, they always made it look so cool i was like all right yeah well, Netflix is supposedly making the show of it. Which actually would be really cool. I'm curious. It depends on if they go with the animated series ending or the comic book ending. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we'll curious see. which one they go mm-hmm. with. Uh, yeah, so uh, now for those of you uh, fans of the big box office bet, of course the film that uh, the chat chose for us to bet on was Unforgettable. <laughs> that Rosario Dawson, Catherine Heigl jam. That uh, came out this past weekend and uh, came in and did very poor. That and Poetic Justice uh, didn't do much more than $4 million each. Womp, so, womp, womp. Can we uh, get that music? Yeah. <laughs> Give us a, yeah, can you do a Santa trombone? Yes. That's right. Uh, so, of course, the winner yeah. of the box office bet, uh, Neil, look at you. How do you. Are you just basking in your prognosticating skills? Oh, I'm basking all right, Frank. Oh, yeah. It feels like a warm summer day. <laughs> what was your number? Uh, six and a half. Oh, yeah, you were real low, right? Yes, I went with 11. <sighs> Carrie, you went with 12. I know. So I know everybody there in the chat is excited for you I to uh, go see this and uh, let, us, uh, let us in on all the, the, the cool yeah. deets. Sorry, I just made a face reacting. Somebody said... Uh, 
Somebody said Warner Brothers is developing live action reboot of Attack on Titan. Uh, see, certain things you can do in animated that I don't think you can do as well as live action, like their 3D maneuvering gear. I just feel you can't capture that with real people enough because it's like Spider Man on crack, like how they're zipping around and moving and like how the camera moves it. Like you can do that animated. I don't think it comes across as well live action. And then somebody made another point too of. Um, uh, director for Get Out was in talks for directing Akira and that one I'm like ah oh, but see that one is so specifically set in Japan that it's like unless you're gonna make it set in Japan mm. what so, if they what if they do in Los Angeles <laughs> that was actually uh, when they were pitching around I think um, who was it um, I just forgot his name but there's an actor who was uh, who's into producing now and he bought the right. I think he tried to buy the rights for it, or he, he ended up getting them. And he was going to try and make the movie with him star. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. with him starring in it, set in Neo New York. And all the fans on the internet were like, uh, "That can't happen. <laughs> That's going to be awful." Mm-hmm. And I think I got shelved into development hell. If I remember correctly, maybe the chat can clear that up if they know any more about it. But yeah, it was in talks. I think that was about maybe five or six years ago. When I last heard about it. Yeah, uh, Love You Speak says Jordan Peele is a huge anime fan. I don't care if you're a huge anime fan. It's one of those, like, that helps for sure. But there are certain anime content that's really specific to Japan. So unless you're going to set it in Japan and have Japanese characters, because the whole point is they're in Japan. It's not American tourists living there or, you know. So it's like, uh, we all just, like. Brace for like impact. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get too far away here, uh, yeah. Albin back there at the top of the chat though uh, says, "Carrie, you know you're going to love Unforgettable." I know. Thank you, Albin. Yes. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that one again. Oh. Come on. How excited are you? Mm. Yeah. Uh, as uh, what uh, the words in Fat Fear Seven? Words haven't been invented yet. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, so as we're talking about uh, yeah. uh, Furious yeah. Seven, I uh, want to talk a little bit about the Fast and Furious. They're internationally yeah. uh, the fate of the Furious in its second lap around the international box office. It put another one hundred and sixty-three point four million dollars in the tank. That's some great money mileage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lifts the offshore total to seven hundred and forty-eight point eight seven hundred forty-four point eight million dollars in sixty-five markets. And as I mentioned earlier, the global tally nine hundred and eight point four million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is basically the latest entry in the get the sixteen-year-old franchise. Nicely done. It's still mm-hmm. number one everywhere worldwide, and it will leave one billion in the rear view this coming week. Uh, Loving the puns. That's right. Uh, China continues to show its love for the family with a further fifty-eight point five million in the sophomore session, and that takes the total to three hundred eighteen point nine million dollars mm-hmm. over there in China. And uh, that turbocharges the pick past Transformers Age of Extinction, which had $2 billion, and to become the number two import of all time in the Middle Kingdom. Hmm. Furious 7 still holds a record as the biggest imported pick ever with $2.4 billion, and the current film is expected to use its horsepower to get past that. China is in high gear on the movie, and there's plenty of track ahead. There you go. And also, folks, uh, Beauty and the Beast from Disney took a bow in Japan. The final, the final release market, and twirled on stage with a delightful $12.8 million opening to well-outperformance live-action competitors. Uh, I like Tanya's suggestion in the chat. I should make you go with me. Oh, that would be unforgettable. <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, well, Alvin says, that's not fair because it's not your fault. But what if I paid for your ticket? 
Oh, yeah. Gosh, gosh. Carrie's going to pay me to go see Unforgiven. Yeah, but then we could both sit there and just like, <laughs> what do we want? Yeah. That could be kind of fun, though. See, yeah. that's how I saw. Uh, uh, obsessed. It was like watch it with a friend. Like we're just gonna laugh at it the whole time. It's yeah. fantastic. You're like, what are we doing? This yeah. like that. Uh, from what the reviews that I read of it said that uh, it doesn't do bad at the beginning, but then the end kind of gets a little cliche, cliche with those kind of that kind of cliche. Genre. Really? A cliche ending there. Yeah. Not surprised. So it doesn't quite stick the mm. ending, and it's just tough to get really excited about mm-hmm. Catherine Michael. Just tough. Tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. As we're going to be talking about next week's films, there are three that are going to be in contention. Mm. One, we've got The Circle, which seems intriguing to me. The Tom Hanks and uh, Emma Watson. Could be. Uh, it's over an op- opening over 28,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- uh, 2,800 mm-hmm. th- theaters. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the uh, comedy How to Be a Latin Lover. And then finally, the, the sci-fi action film Slight from the producers of Get Out. This one seems intriguing to me. I've only seen a few commercials for it. I think they've... I'm like, is there marketing on this one? I haven't seen anything. I saw, like, the tail end of a commercial that I'm like, oh, that's what it's about. Cause I'm like, what? What is this movie? Yeah, it's like... Whether it's like... Uh, you know, I don't know if it's like necessarily magic, superheroes, kind of combination of both. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly <laughs> the circle is going to be the big release of mm-hmm. the other week. And uh, I, I don't... No, on that one. The Circle? Yeah. It was part of a book club that I haven't been able to get over to book club, but I I was like, ah, I feel it could be really interesting or not. And then it depends on how much they pry into your private life, because depending on what you have going on, like, yes, it's we live in a world where, like, we're super public, um, but then you're also very private. But the thing is, like, we're curating what we make public, so that's different, you know, because it's like, you'll be super private. Like, you won't let someone hold your phone. But you'll post all kinds of stuff on social media. Yeah. So it's like a crazy little, eh. Oh, I love that you guys would all say you'd go with me to the movie. You know, I can be Look fun. at that. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I can be. Someone's like, I, I like it. East Blue Drew, I'd go Carrie. She's funny. Yes, I, I, I can be. I try. Um, but yeah, so the circle, I feel it could be really hit or miss. It's either going to be really poignant, like perfect timing. Like, oh, yeah, like it's interesting the world we live in like that. But depending on how much they pry into your life, I'm like, well, it depends how much you got to hide that you got to worry about it, right? Yeah, it's uh, and I can't quite tell on this one if Tom Hanks is turns out to be the bad guy. I, I think know. the problem is they're like really pushing it that I'm like, I'd almost be disappointed if he is because then you'd be like, ah, oh, well, that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you get uh, yes. Yeah. I, I think that uh, it looks just like a live action feature length Black Mirror episode. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It seems kind of like an episode, or it seems sort of like a combination of a couple episodes from the show. Mm, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be any different. I'd actually be surprised if Tom Hanks is like the unwitting um, accomplice to like a weird social algorithm AI, like Skynet, that just takes over everyone's lives. That's yeah. a little out there. That's a little out of the ballpark. <laughs> no, I, I mean, think it'd be fun. That's what, yeah, exactly. It's one of those movies that you're like, it's either going to be really good or really not. I like this suggestion from the chat, Frank. Uh, Lil Jen says, I would love for you both to do a commentary on Popcorn Watch along, especially something like Unforgettable. That would be Ooh. really funny. <laughs> yes. We'll do our own Mystery Science Theater 3000 right. of it. <laughs> yes. Would you guys watch that? Would you watch would, uh, would... us break down a movie and talk about it? Heck yeah, I'll do it. That'd be Why fun. not? Yes. Yeah. They do movie breakdown things, so yeah, but I don't funny. think they do it as a watch along. I think they, I don't know. I haven't been able to catch any of those. Yeah, those. Uh, do you have any guess? Anatomy like of a movie. Yeah, yeah. 
We have a lot of those, so if you guys that, but yeah, it's not could, us. But no. you know, we can maybe change that. We can do an extension right here with Popcorn yeah. Talk. Yes, Pop, Popcorn Talk Watch Along, and yeah. uh, we should make that uh, unforgettable. Should be the first one. Yeah, very funny. Oh, oh. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Got us Good lordy. Uh, yeah, I don't know because I feel like I've just seen those. I haven't seen a full trailer for it. I've only seen like Circle? the commercials. Yeah. Oh. And the poster. Mm. Every time I go everywhere, I've mm-hmm. just seen that poster everywhere. <laughs> and I uh, love Tom Hanks' beard. It mm-hmm. looks good. Ideally, I would watch you watch Unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, and then, uh, Neil, kind of going off your comment, too, Sky Patterson says, Circle is basically Twilight Zone meets uh, Outer Limits in politics. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. It's a similar vibe of, like, it's taking a world we already know and then expanding upon it and analyzing it, you know. Uh, Albin has uh, gone out on you know, a very dangerous limb here and said that Boss Baby is greater than Storks. And Albin, I gotta disagree. <laughs> I enjoyed Storks tremendously. I did not enjoy Boss <laughs> Baby as much as I did Storks. Uh, uh, I don't think there's anything as fun in the Storks and uh, Boss Baby as when uh, Andy Samberg's character finds himself caught in that glass maze because he can't see glass and he's got to get through and he's bumping in. I, I thought that was very entertaining. Put I your left. wings out. I laughed. I laughed, and I didn't okay. laugh nearly as much like that in anything in Boss Baby. Oh, someone else said, yeah. Uh, Lil Jen says, it, uh, exactly, the yay for popcorn watch along. All right, we should, we should pitch it. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so now before we get into picking out next week's films, and as well for our box office bet, we've got, again, The Circle, How to Be a Latin Lover, and Slight. Feel free to start chiming away in the chat. I know Albin's there, so Albin, I'll look to you as always to kind of keep a running tally. Uh, but we'll look do a little box office rewind on one of the people that are in one of the upcoming films. And for that, we went to the uh, the Gone Before His Time, Mr. Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got uh, a nice eclectic bunch of films there in his top five. Coming in number three, or excuse me, number five was Apollo 13 from Universal back mm-hmm. in 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, $25.3 million. That was a really solid film. I remember liking that one. That, uh, yeah, there was just everything just mm-hmm. was really what I Good drama. Know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like the the use of CGI to do the other rocket launch sequences, mm-hmm. just well done mm-hmm. the whole way through. Uh, number uh, number four for him is Two Guns, back from 2013 from Universal, $27 million. I don't think I saw that one. Was that the Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg one? I actually have no idea. I think was, was that one? I think. Chat room practice or comment down below. Yeah, I think I think it's that one, and I didn't yeah. see that one. Uh, coming in number three, Titanic. Woo! Uh, 90, back in $28.6 million. Side note on that, I did an interview with an author who has a new book coming out called Haunting the Deep, and it's about a character who she sees ghosts, and it's uh, exploring the Titanic and uh, stuff like that. But that the author herself uh, has a had a... I don't think they're alive now, but a relative that survived the Titanic, and there's a like a letter describing how they survived and everything. Wow! So that one's also part of that's a spotlight on. That sounds really cool. It's, and they have another book uh, that because the same author is related to um, Cotton Mather. If you guys ever know Salem, so he's like the one who started the witch hunt trials and wow. everything. So it's like history. It's present day, but it's history stuff. He does interviews too. I don't want to totally toot my own horn here, but. Uh, but I don't do them nearly as well as Carrie does. Oh, no. So. Um, but, yeah, just Titanic made me think of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, because she talked about that. Now, to take a break from Bill Paxton for just one second, as we mentioned Titanic, mm. uh, there is the, uh, the, the the news in the press that Avatar films finally have some release dates, and that's not going to be until 2020. 
uh, and then he's, he's shooting them all in consecutive order. So he's oh, going to okay. be shooting them back to back to back. So they should come out relatively quickly after that. But still, are you going to be a long time? Well, wait, that's only three years from now, but that's still a really long time. Well, yeah, twenty twenty sounds really far because it came out what two thousand seven? Uh, Is that when it came out? Oh, hey now, Gregor says if a girl says she loves Titanic, run. It's actually a co- it's a good movie. Don't whatever. I mean, but do you feel like the whole movie is a good movie or just basically when the whole wreckage part, when it hits the iceberg and starts going down? Like, the beginning, it's a good romance story. It's more that the end is the... mm, But, like, I remember more of the... Like, it's three-fourths of the movie is them falling in love and it's just the end. So it's like, that part's a good romantic thing. Come on, you get the naked scene, too, if anybody really is going to bitch about it. (laughs) Drop me like one of your French girls. That's right. Yeah. I say that to Neil every night. I oh, say him here at After Buzz. Oh. Neil, take a moment. Drop mm-hmm. me like your French girl. Uh, but yeah, but I, I just don't know. Like, are, are you... I mean, the first Avatar film was fine, but it's not like I'm... Oh, I re- no, it was so cool. But it is... Okay. Any movie, it's fine if you take from something else. It's plenty of homages and directors who specifically do that. Just don't ever be like, well, it's totally original. Be like... Because watching Avatar, I'm like, there's a trailer. It's so fun. I, did you guys ever see this where they took the soundtrack from um, Fern Gully and put it on top of the trailer for Avatar and it fit perfectly? And it was one of those, they have their special tree. They live in the forest. <laughs> Some humans are coming in and causing a problem. I'm like, it's, it's a very similar movie. They totally execute it differently, you know, and it's a very different look. And, you know, there's a lot that's different. But it's one of those, like, don't say it's totally brand new but i did really enjoy it i did see it though on imax so that probably helped of like whoa we're in the world but visually stunning and i really love the idea of like turning into another creature i think it's so cool so i liked that aspect yeah but uh, i the three because i always remember like the big things like the 3ds you know that he's revolutionized the way i didn't watch it in 3d though i I was like well i gotta check this out and i felt like i mean it had a nice depth of field but it didn't like blow me away so I, okay. I to this point where I, I would rather go. I would ne- very unless I have to. I will not go see a film in three D. Just give it to me two D. Oh, three D drives me nuts. Um. Oh, yep. Exactly. Adelia says Avatar is dancing uh, with wolves with blue aliens. Yeah. Um. It was definitely dancing with wolves. It's definitely Fern Gully and a couple of those other mixed together. Um. Uh. Then I really, hmm. I really liked um the first one. But I had a, a deep appreciation for the world building, and like and how yes. the how the how the creatures looked and how they worked and and all the intricate plants and everything. Because yeah. I actually learned that uh, Cameron hired a whole bunch of artists to, and he bought the house next to his house. And for years, they were just that was their job to show up at that house and to figure out how these creatures worked, how they evolved, and how they walked around this planet. And they just built the whole thing from the wow. ground up. And even though the story was a little useless, um, sometimes I still make the argument that, yeah, it's like Dancing with Wolves, but so is Pocahontas, so where's the argument there? Yeah. Um, that aside, I think, it's a, I think it's a fun ride. And what's interesting is that I did look at those release dates, Frank, and they're coming out in December, like mid to late December in 2020, 2021, and then 2024 and 2025. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering... Are, I don't know how long the Star Wars episodes are going to keep going or the spin-offs, oh. but are they going to go toe-to-toe with those films, or is that why they're coming out so late? Ah. Yeah, but I mean... Good the, prediction. 
But it's true. But I feel like the the box office is big. I mean, if you put if say December, mm-hmm. if the end of the year was still reserved for Star Wars, I mean, mm-hmm. you could put Avatar on during the summer and it would clean up. That's true. I would think, but I don't know. I just are Neil. Are you excited about seeing the the next Avatar film? Like just genuinely excited, or like oh, when it comes out, I'll still yeah. see it. But I'm not like jonesing for it. Yeah, because it's. I mean, yeah, the, st- the story might not be fresh, but it's a whole new world. You yes, know? exactly. And Cameron keeps saying that there's so many other places on this world that him and his team put together, including mm. some underwater stuff. Because oh. he's such a fucking diving guru, that seeing this stuff and seeing it in like in the best way that technology um, can bring you, mm-hmm. and yeah, even in 3D if it calls for it. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna be like probably first or second in line, just cause, just cause, like we like if if I'm gonna go see Fast and Furious, Frank, I'm definitely gonna go see Avatar. Okay, because at least Avatar is like a brand new setting that I'm not gonna see before or maybe again. Mm. Uh, now everybody here in the chat, uh, Carrie, everybody watching even after the show is aired live, you've all heard Neil say that he's gonna be either the first <laughs> or second person in line. When Avatar comes out, so we got to make sure we hold them accountable to if that. We're around at twenty. Yes. What, Tweet me at the Neil Plumley, <laughs> T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y, on the release date of Avatar two in twenty twenty. That's right. Well, another movie that's not slated at all yet, but Neil's brought it up, and I just started the book is uh, Ready Player One, and I'd be very curious to see that as a film. But I'm only a little bit into the book, so. It'll be curious to see because in the book they have a lot more properties that tie in. It'd be interesting to see with uh, how much Steel, uh, Spielberg's contacts, mm-hmm. influence, and connection mm-hmm. allow him to pull in so many different properties mm-hmm. to use. Oh, and then good point. Sky Patterson is like, hey, James Cameron, where the hell is your epic war drama film? Where's Battle Angel Alita? I agree. That one was talked about years ago, and I was excited about that. And it's like, nope. Yeah, I wonder if like at times like that he becomes almost like Guillermo del Toro, who announces these films that he, for whatever reason, just you know doesn't get around to, and something they just kind of slide away. Yeah, maybe for some of them they might still be uh, on the docket somewhere. But oh, okay, interesting. Adelia says that Battle Angel Alita is supposed to come out next year. James Cameron is producing. Robert Rodriguez is directing, and they finished filming. Okay. I like mm. Robert Rodriguez. I'd be very intrigued. I'd be very intrigued. Do you feel like a uh, comparative? Would you rather? Would you rather see though, uh, Cameron Battle Angel or a Rodriguez Battle Angel? They'd be different styles. Mm, I think Rodriguez would get the dirty, gritty feel of it, but James Cameron would make it epic. Mm. If that makes sense, more grand. But um, would he have the heart? Would he have that that human connection? Well, she is an android. Well, he wrote uh, T2, wrote and directed it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Be a good question. Yeah. At the end, um, when she goes into that, that big molten steel pit and just puts the thumbs up, that's what happens, right? Because that's how all James Cameron's films end. He changes the ending. It's always no. going to a molten pit. Keep that mm. thumb up. Keep that up. High up. All right. Okay. Uh, we got to get back to Bill Paxton's yes. breakdown here. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow came in at number two for him. Which I did I re- like that. I really like that, too, as well. I know a lot of people had some issues with it. Uh, maybe the, the name of it did not help. Yeah, I think but, I like uh, that one. $28.7 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his number one film, which is, I think, of all these ones, well, I haven't seen Two Guns, so I can't speak to that, but uh, it definitely the goofiest, and that's Twister. I enjoyed it. Back in 96, uh, $41 million. <laughs> I mean, he sells just picking up that dirt and just kind of like, you know, just letting it go and just like, yeah, I know what's going on. <laughs> I saw that when I was in Colorado visiting family, and I'm like, this is really scary. 
because it's like we don't have twisters in Southern California. So I'm like, this is really scary. And then people, it's funny anywhere else, people are like, but you guys have earthquakes. I'm like, not really. Yeah, yeah. Nothing well, that's a big deal here. Wouldn't say yeah because we don't have earthquake season. Yeah, we. I mean, that's tornado season. You have yeah. that. I mean, every year you are in that yep. yeah, three or four month gap where it's a high potential for it to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's supposed to be different if we had like earthquake season here. Then it'd be, would be like, very yeah, different. it'd be yeah. terrifying. Uh, mm. I, what I think my most favorite thing about the film Twister is that it has the coolest pinball I'd ever seen. Uh, pinball machine there. Oh wait, Edge of Tomorrow. That was I was mixed feelings on that. I was thinking a different movie. Oh, which, I like the graphic novel and the book better. What, Just saying. What film were you thinking? I think I was almost thinking Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, the no, James Ferris. Bond? No, no. Um, oh, the the uh, Dennis disaster Quaid. movie. Anyway, Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, the, Edge of Tomorrow. You mean uh, All You Need Is Kill? I'm yes. Like, no, that one's better. But whatever. Or they're trying to do like Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it has the, the pinball. You could shoot, and then it would get trapped uh, on this little magnetic disc in the center of the pinball board. Oh, okay. And eventually, as you got enough on there, then it would start spinning like a tornado, and then it would shoot That's all the cool. balls out of it. It was so cool. I loved it. That was a. I spent many, many quarters on that pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen. No, it was not. Uh, sorry, East Blue Drew said it was. Uh, you say that the Edge of Tomorrow was a great manga. Ad- okay, it might be a good manga adaptation. It's a horror. It was not a good book adaptation at all. Oh man! But anyway, uh, so our, our uh, before we get into our box office bet again, we have the circle: how to be a Latin lover and mm-hmm. slight, uh, which seems intriguing to me from the producers yes. of Get Out. Slight does look kind of cool, uh, and that's a wide release. So yeah, yep. I, I, I wish I knew how many, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do our, our predictions for next week's top five. Now we've got those three films again. As I mentioned, the circle is going into twenty eight hundred theaters plus. How to be Latin lovers at one thousand, and slight is just wide. Uh, so just it's just wide. As you said, it's more. It's just wide. Well, I yeah, I don't know how many. Like wide is how many? Doesn't that mean more than twenty? Mm, maybe. Oh, okay. Or I mean, not I don't, necessarily. Yeah, I don't think it's more than twenty eight hundred. No. Because mm-hmm. uh, very much like the uh, it's like hey, we're gonna go from our limited release in like three or four markets to we're Got it. go wide. Okay. Uh, so, do you feel like any of those? Have a chance to topple our current top five: Fate of the Furious, The Boss Baby, Beauty and the Beast, Born in China, and Going in Style. Yes. Ooh, which one or two or more might be in danger of being top knocked off the list? I think Born in China and Going in Style would be. Mm, I can't disagree. Um, I think the circle. It's Tom Hanks and Emma Watson, so it's good. It's based on a book. Generally does kind of have that built-in audience. Okay, say uh, Beauty and the Beast hadn't come out this year. Do you feel it would still do as well? Because I feel like Emma Watson oh, might have a right. few more eyes if on she's it because- on the, like, yeah, the watch list now. Uh, might not. It helps, for sure. Uh, as much as I love Tom Hanks, it's, like, I think a film like this is not going to open that huge. Not as huge as many other Tom Hanks films. I don't think it's going to be, like, number one, but it could be number four. Yeah, and slight. I, I mm, it's hard because it has. I don't feel it's had a whole ton of advertising. True. That people are like, wait, what? Is, what movie are we talking about? Um. Oh, there we go. Okay, Ken Jack says thanks for <laughs> yay numbers already. I like it. Uh, Fast and the Furious, Circle, Boss Baby, 
Beauty and the Beast and Slight. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think that's very high for a circle, but... That does seem very high to me. How to be a Latin lover? I also feel that one didn't do a lot of advertising. And it's only in a thousand screens. I, yeah, that's not much. And then Slight... Mm, I feel that might be a word of mouth one. All right. Um, I think Fat, Fate and the Furious will probably stay at number one, actually. Mm-hmm. Is Boss Baby going to stay number two? You know what? If only because if it drops. Well, even if it drops 20%. Man, this is so hard. Uh, uh, you know what? Maybe I will take your crazy suggestion in the chat room. And um, you know what? Let's be crazy. Uh, okay, number one, let's do Fate of the Furious, two, The Circle, th- three, Boss Baby, four, Beauty and the Beast, and five, Slight. Interesting. All right. Yes. Okay. Neil, how about you, sir? Do you have a thought? Yeah, I'm going to basically have the same, but throw Slight into the number two slot and move everything else down. Wow. Do you think Slight is going to, I mean, certainly they keep advertising this to producers to get out, but do you think? I think it could. I think, okay. I think it might. I mean, if we're looking at the drop, we have Boss Baby only at 12.7 this week. Mm-hmm. It might. It's probably going to go down to about eight. And mm-hmm. now the question is, do I think that Slight's going to do better than eight? You know, maybe. Okay. I think it might. I, think it, I, I mean, hmm. that might be shooting a little high, but mm-hmm. I think it could. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess uh, I would go Fate of the Furious. Man, I, interesting with Slate. Oh, okay. Well, while you're thinking, Jennifer says Fast uh, Fate of the Furious, uh, Circle, Boss Baby, Slate, and then Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do like Jennifer's uh, lineup there. And Ken Jack makes a good point that uh, Circle only needs six to eight, eight to nine million or so to be number two. All right, uh, Jennifer, thank you for picking my lineup for me. That made it very <laughs> hey, easy for you. Know? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten mm. to the point where we've got to do our box office bet, and time mm. is running out. Dun, so, dun, dun. Uh, do we get a movie to bet on yet? Yeah, it uh, looks like uh, Alvin. What do you think so far? What have you seen? I know I have mm. seen the Circle mentioned. I've seen uh, I have seen uh, good old How to Be a Latin Lover mentioned. I uh, I don't know if I've seen. Uh, Ooh, I've seen it's light. Mm-hmm. I've seen slight mentioned too. So I've seen all three of them mentioned. I don't know who's been mentioned the most. Let's see. Uh, in the meantime, again, we have how the box office okay. bet works is that we're all going to bet on the, to- mm-hmm. the t- total opening box office for this weekend. One that gets closest is going to have bragging rights. They're the prognosticator of prognosticators. The loser will have to go see this film and tell us all about it. Uh, Latin loving. Oh God, Latin loving. <laughs> and actually, neither of us put it. None no. of us put it on our top five. No. Uh, Yikes! Only a thousand screens. Yeah, this is gonna. All right, all let's right, do it. Let's, you know. All right, let's get in. Fudge. So, how to be a Latin lover? Thank a comedy you. from uh, Pantelion Productions. There, one thousand screens. Mm. Uh, now, just as a little point of reference here, our lowest box office on this top five here was $5 million for Going in Style. Uh, and that uh, that right there is on, on 3,038 screens. Now, by contrast, real quick, Born in China on 50, a little over 1,500 screens and did 5.1 million. Okay. So... so 
just throwing that out there as a point of reference. Uh, <laughs> so wait, Boss Baby. Oh no, I'm sorry. Born China got five million with one point five million or one point one thousand five hundred screens, but Latin Lover has a thousand screens, so yes. it should be less than five. Probably should be yes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my number a little smaller now. All right, I wasn't that high, but so oh okay yeah three point six by Star Drew. Alvin says two point five. Desmond says two. I've got my number ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Frank, you ready? All right. Go Thank for it, Neil. Right. I'm going to say 3.4. Okay. All right. I'm glad I didn't make my first guess then. Oh, man. Okay. I went ready? 3.5. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> for those oh. of you listening, I have three and Frank did 3.5. You know what, though? I thought 3.5 and I saw everybody's numbers. I'm like, let's erase a 0.5. Ha! Oh. <laughs> See, you guys, we have all kinds of fun here on this show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, man. All right. Oh, well, uh, yeah. great. Uh, mm. So, uh, Neil will be just uh, feet up, comfortable this entire weekend. Woo! Karen and I will be sweating it out of the box yeah. office. I'm yeah. feeling calm and relaxed already, Frank. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And then, um, real quick, too, I was going to say, uh, Tanya, thank you, for, thank you for reminding me on Twitter. And I actually don't have my answer right now. But um, I'm going to make sure I do that by tomorrow morning uh we did and actually i'll give you guys an opportunity you have by the end of tomorrow to join in on this because i had some other people do it before and if you missed out on that i'm gonna open up the opportunity because i'll give away two um actually i have a couple prize pack things so uh what it is is comment down below on your favorite animated movie to live action because we did that before um, a couple weeks ago. I have a, I have two, and actually maybe you'll get a choice. So I have a prize pack where it's some cool stuff from Sword Art Online, and then I also have from uh, Your Name. And I have prize packs, so those, some of those include like shirts and like cookies and postcards and stuff like that. So comment down below on your favorite anime movie of anything. It could be American or non anime movie to live action, and I'll randomly pick a winner. So you have by. 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. Look at that. Yes. What a sweet deal. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Just, you know, do yourselves a favor, guys. Everybody go see How to Be a- Latin Apparently, Lover. I torture you. Yep. No, it's not my fault. Oh, Whew. man. Oh, all right. Here's uh, just, just give me a $3.6 million. That's all I'm asking for. Guys. I'm not asking for much. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thanks so much for joining us there in the chat. Mm-hmm. You guys make the show much for so, the show so much fun for us to do. Yes. And you can always like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, and subscribe to us there on the YouTube channel. And if you're watching this afterwards, Carrie, where can they share their thoughts? Yes, you can. Uh, well, one, comment down below on stuff, give the video a thumbs up, and answer that animated question so you guys can get a prize pack and then uh you can continue the conversation with me online at carrie d lane that's k-a-r-i-d-l-a-n-e on twitter and instagram and uh yes go check out electro threads this cool shirt they have a lot of really cool colorful shirts by photographers like it's very bright i'm like i know that's why i love it uh use the code k lane and you get 20 percent off and they'll post some more photos i posted some fun video though of me downtown on uh twitter and uh, the My Story on Instagram, so you can watch those. Oh, Me nice. being a dork. I'm like, hey, we're downtown. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the strikingly handsome, Neil, where can mm-hmm. they find you, sir? Uh, you guys can find me everywhere on the internet at the Neil Plumley, T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Because you're handsome. That's why. Aww. That's the one reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, folks, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next mm-hmm. Sunday night. Well, hopefully, you'll see Neil and me 
Uh, hopefully, Carrie, if you can you know, pry yourself away from your very important film red carpet. Well, yes. we'll see. Actually, I think their film festival will close and I might not be on Sunday, but we'll see. I'll All let right. you guys know. There you go. And everybody, just, you know, everybody, go see How to Be a Latin Lover. Just just go. No. You'll be so happy no. you did. Yes. No. <laughs> we'll see you back here <laughs> next Sunday night for another episode of Box Seven's Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Bye, everybody. Go see Latin Ladies. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.